0: Welcome to the Just Regular Podcast. I'm your host, Kira. In this initial episode of our captivating multi part series, we embark on a profound exploration of dementia and shed light on the shadowy aspects of aged care facilities. Our insights come directly from those intimately involved in this industry, including AINs, family members, and other individuals who have graciously shared their personal experiences. As we progress through this series, we'll also be joined by special guests who will enrich our discussions. To ensure confidentiality and protect the brave individuals who have chosen to speak out, all names and facilities have been altered. Before we begin, here is a message from our sponsors. This week's Just Regular podcast brought to you by RJMK Clothing. Now running a special of 20% off all items if you use the code REGULAR with any purchase over $60. RJMK, hashtag pay to slay. Before we start this podcast, I do just want to let everyone know I am reading majority off of this, off a script, just to make sure that I get all the years and the statistics and definitions correct. I just feel as though when we start talking about dementia, aged care facilities, I really don't want to butcher it. So I will chat in between what I'm reading and I would love to hear everyone's feedback on the statistics and anything I've missed. Um, But this podcast, we do not have a guest on. I would just like to discuss basically what dementia is, how it's affecting the world as a whole and what I believe we could do to help the situation. So we're going to start by talking about what dementia is. Dementia refers to the decline in cognitive abilities, including thinking, remembering, and reasoning, to a degree that significantly disrupts an individual's daily life and activities. It may also affect a person's emotional control and lead to changes in their personality. I could go more into depth, but I really don't want to butcher all the scientific terms behind dementia. Um, I have discovered a fair few things in my research that I am really excited to discuss with guests coming on over the next few weeks as we dive deeper into the series. But for now, what I would like to touch on is the fact that, you know, every three seconds, and this is global statistics, every three seconds, an individual across the globe experiences the onset of dementia. In the year 2020, there were more than 55 million people living with dementia worldwide. By 2030, this number is projected to nearly double, reaching 78 million, and further rise to 139 million by 2050. The majority of this increase will occur in developing nations. Currently, 60% of individuals with dementia reside in low- and middle-income countries. But by 2050, this proportion is expected to escalate to 71%. The elderly population is growing at the most rapid pace in China, India, and their neighboring regions in South Asia and Western Pacific. Australia alone currently has over 400,000 individuals living with dementia. That is a wildly large amount of people living with dementia and I rarely hear people talking about dementia within Australia even on the news maybe I'm not listening I see a lot on the news in regards to healthcare providers and aged care providers screaming wanting either more people or higher pay but very rarely do I see news stories on dementia um I really think it's something we need to discuss more and more because, at this rate, by the time I'm old, it looks like statistically I'll probably have dementia at this rate. Um, demographic aging is a global phenomenon. <laughs> Pheno- no, I can't pronounce it. That reflects the achievements of enhanced health cl- <laughs> care throughout the past century. Within my research, I found a lot of articles mentioning that thanks to improved medical advances, many individuals are now experiencing extended and healthier lifespans, resulting in a large proportion of older adults in the world population. It really doesn't make sense to me when we've got these statistics that show such an increase in people living with dementia over the coming decades, yet they're saying we're living healthier lives. And I just, I don't believe it. We may be eating what we believe to be healthier at times, but we are not protecting our minds the way we should be. I just don't believe our minds are made to process the amount of information we're putting through them on a daily basis. And that includes sitting on your phone. We sit there, we scroll through Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We're going through these 30 second videos. For half an hour, an hour straight. I do not believe our brains are made to process this much information. The way I look at dementia and the way I've told myself it is, is our mind is like a library. We're constantly filling the library with books. And one day you can't fit any more books in there. So you start rereading the old editions all over again. Good bad, indifferent. And those old books become the now. doesn't matter how long they've been in there. It becomes right now in this timeline. And I just think we all need to take a step back and look at what we're actually feeding our minds, not just our bodies. Um, I actually forgot where I was. I'm sorry. Um, demographic aging. Ah, demographic aging is a no, I just did that. I want to roll tonight, guys. Honestly, it's 8:39 and I am already ready for bed. <laughs> um, so dementia prim- uh, primarily impacts older individuals. Although there is an increasing recognition of cases that manifest before the age of 65, and this is also known as early onset dementia. Now, I got this next information from It's called the World Alzheimer Report 2015, and it presents updated global estimates of the prevalence, incidence, and expenses associated with dementia. Um, It provides crucial recommendations to establish a comprehensive international framework for addressing dementia, and it furthermore examines the evidence supporting or challenging recent trends in the occurrence and development. Development of dementia over time, alongside an analysis of the wider societal impact caused by this condition. These figures actually blew my mind, but the figures presented in the report were revised in 2017 um, and to incorporate recent global population estimates and the inclusion of new studies. Uh, but in 2020, the world health organization issued the global status report, which further updated these statistics, focusing on the public health response to dementia. That was a lot to digest. And I honestly did not follow what I was reading. So my apologies. If anyone listening knows more about these statistics, I like, feel free to reach out in the comments or send me a private DM on Instagram. Cause I really hope I got the correct ones. Um, some of the parts that really surprised me though were in 2015, the overall estimated cost of dementia worldwide amounted to a US 818 billion, which is equivalent to 1.09% of the global gross domestic product at the time. And then we've got Presently, the annual global expenditure on dementia has surpassed US $1.3 trillion, with projections indicating a further increase to a US $2.8 trillion by 2030. That is absolutely wild. Um, this estimation encompasses various expenses, including those related to informal care, which is unpaid assistance offered by a family member or other individuals within Australia alone, I think off the top of my head, there's like 300, we'll say 350,000 unpaid carers that, I mean, it just shouldn't be like that. But from my understanding, uh, through talking to people and discussing this subject with a lot of people, To get the benefits from the government to become an in-home carer, a lot of the time is just not worth it. You have to jump through a lot of hoops and you really, I mean, I know every penny counts, but you really don't get enough to, for instance, a lot of these families have mortgages. They have kids of their own to feed, you know, they have jobs and all of a sudden you've got to let go of a lot of it and you're left with. If you're lucky, $500 a week to cover it all, whilst caring for an elderly person living with dementia. Or it, at times, it's a younger person, you know, people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s living with dementia and their children who really haven't got to explore their own life yet become carers and get stuck in this cycle of dealing with um, for instance like aged care providers within Australia that help with home services or even the government trying to get the um, the carer payment is just it's insane and it should not be this hard to do and it I mean a lot of elderly people living with dementia currently get one to two hours per week and sometimes, they'll turn around and say, look, we can only provide two hours of cleaning and you need to rely on everyone else in your life to take you shopping and dress you. It's wild. I've said wild a lot, but it is crazy. The hoops you have to jump and all the different things you have to prove for an elderly person to get more than two hours per week, if not per fortnight with help. It has to change. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to do this podcast was to get our voices heard and to make a change. I mean, everyone wants to make a change, but I feel like if we speak loud enough in the right way, we could make this change together and it just takes getting heard. Um, so approximately going back to where I was, 20% of the total expenses associated with dementia are attributed to direct medical care costs, while direct social sector costs and informal care costs each contribute approximately 40%. The significance of informal care is most prominent in African regions and least pronounced in North America, Western Europe, and certain parts of South America, whereas the inverse is observed for social sector costs. These figures uh, signify... Uh, that if the global expenditure on dementia care were re- regarded as a country, it would rank as the 14th largest economy worldwide. Um, I, I can't believe that. I do believe it, but I, it's hard to digest. This information you can find at, uh, find at the World Alzheimer Report 15, and it does provide a more comprehensive information on this topic if you go more through the website. Um, so I've only touched lightly on the statistics as I wanted to focus this episode more towards age care. And I think I said 350,000 unpaid carers, but I, I feel like it's a lot higher than that. I think we could be at a million, but I'm not sure if that's specifically unpaid carers for people living with dementia or that's just a broad range. Of unpaid carers, Um, I do feel like dementia is like it's a silent killer, especially within Australia. If we look at how fast these numbers are rising, Australia alone we're at four hundred thousand, and that is looking to double within. I think it's uh, by twenty fifty, off the top of my head, and please correct me if I'm wrong. But these the numbers aren't going to stop, and I truly believe. that we are all focused on what we're feeding our bodies, which is so important, but we are less focused on feeding our minds. And again, I'm not a doctor. I just, I've had family members who are living with dementia and I've had other friends who have had family members living with dementia or Alzheimer's. And we didn't even talk about it in just a passing conversation. We're all going through similar experiences watching Our loved ones kind of slowly fade away, but it wasn't a topic of discussion. And it needs to be a topic of discussion because if us as adults are sitting here, you know, watching, binge watching TV shows for 12 hours straight, or that's like, that's our downtime, that's not relaxing our minds at all. So we go from working eight to 12 hours a day to coming home. Getting everything ready at home, and then to switch our brains off, we're either scrolling endless endlessly through TikTok or Instagram or Facebook and just filling our mind with honestly, it's useless information. It's information we don't need. And during my research, when I was, I'm just, I'll just jump on the computer and make sure I get these names right. So there's two. I think there's two. So I'll just find the article. So here it is. So Amazonian indigenous groups. I'm just going to read directly from this article. It says, as scientists around the world seek solutions for Alzheimer's disease, a new study reveals that two indigenous groups in the Bolivian Amazon have among the lowest rates of dementia in the world. So this is from uh, dawnslife.usc.edu. And it's basically saying that between these two tribes, um, researchers have found uh, that only about 1% suffer from dementia in contrast to the 11% of people aged 65 and older living in the United States. So the biggest difference between Westernized civilization and this tribe is they're living in a pre-industrial kind of lifestyle. So they currently, I'm just looking. So they have very active lifestyles. Uh, They fish, hunt and farm with hand tools and gather food from the forest um another one another one of the tribes also reside in rural rural villages and engage in agriculture work but it's wild to think that you know tribes and these indigenous tribes living the way we were really supposed to be living have healthier minds and i guarantee you they have healthier bodies Than 90% of Westerners. I just, again, I know I'm, I'm going over the same thing over and over, but we are not meant to be filling our minds with all this information all day, every day. We've got nowhere to drop that information off or delete it. It's just not possible. I just, it, it needs to change. And along with that, I was speaking recently and this person will be a guest on, I'm hoping the next episode, but um, I was speaking to this guest about uh, their experience working within aged care and honestly, I was not only horrified but saddened at what a lot of our carers are going through, our AINs, our ENs and the people within the homes. A lot of the time or all the time, especially in high care, These individuals don't know they have dementia. They're just rereading their old books in the mind and believing it's right now. And I was talking to um, our guest that is coming on later. I'm just trying to find the information because they explained just bear with me i should put in some music here like doo cuz there will be a very awkward silence in a minute let's have a look doo 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 uh, I did find a part of it though which I think would be good for a lot of people to keep in mind if you do work on the front lines whether it be in retail or I think Woolworths is a great place actually I've noticed every time I've gone there and been in line with you know there's an elderly person in front and a lot of the times they are with either a family member or a carer um, behind the counter the person at the checkout I don't know if they're trained at Woolworths, but where I am, they seem to handle it really well. They ask questions, they pause before they get a response, and it does not matter how long it takes for the other individual to respond. They just, they politely wait and they speak a lot slowly compared to other supermarket chains. So I'm not sure if they're trained in it, but I definitely think we're at an age where, places such as you know even Miller's is usually aimed towards the older demographic I do think maybe some of their staff could be trained to speak slowly and when we're in sales obviously you want to meet your quotas your boss wants you to meet your quotas but we still have to be mindful of people living with dementia because I personally have seen some things in sales that you know, you just, you can't do what you can clearly see when someone's getting confused. You don't keep pushing. You just, yeah, it's a wild, wild ride out there. And I I do look forward to talking with guests about dementia because first of all, it's a bit awkward. So (laughs) don't mind me saying it's very awkward just talking to myself because I feel like I'm going around in circles, but I am passionate to get information out there to the public about dementia and there are beautiful sides to it as well um dementia can lead to the elderly being playful at times kind of kid like if that makes sense you can ask a story you can ask a question which will lead to a story and someone living with dementia you see their eyes light up and it takes them back to when they were like young and youthful And they tell the story like it's the first time they're telling the story every time. And I find that to be probably the most beautiful part of dementia, even though it is so heartbreaking. Uh, There are, you do have to find the good in every situation, especially if you're living with someone who is living with dementia or you're visiting someone. I mean, I can only imagine how difficult it is To walk into an aged care facility and seeing the staff there are clearly understaffed and your family member or your dear friend is just not getting the care that you know they deserve. And at the end of the day, we have to understand that dementia and aged care facilities, it's a it's a business. It's it's there to make money. And I think it needs to be more regulated in terms of how much money they're making and Maybe they shouldn't be making so much at the top so that they could afford more AINs and ENs on hand. I mean, I know majority of aged care workers, and this might not be the case right now, but I know it used to be predominantly women were aged care nurses, uh, assistant nurses. Um, And when they're working in high care or any part of the aged care industry, you'll have individuals who are two assists, three assist, and you've got, you know, just two women run off their feet with, uh, especially in high care, you can have men or women who are quite large and they can overpower you. Um, there's no security there a lot of the time. There's no cameras there to protect not only the staff, but also the residents. I mean, that was one conversation I had with a guest that is coming on is when working in aged care, they understand that having cameras does invade private. It's an uh, invasion of privacy, a hundred percent, but something has to be done where aged care workers and the residents are protected because people do get out and get out of their rooms and, you know, you can't be everywhere at once and no one's expecting anyone to be everywhere at once. And then we do also have uh, AINs that we've seen on the news that have abused individuals within aged care homes. And I do think we're nearly at the stage where, yes, we do need those cameras there. I would like to know if I have family members in these places that, you know, they're being looked after. And if there's not someone that's right there, we've got a camera, we know what happened because if we can't hire more staff or, you know, more carers, we need to do something. It's not working. I don't see any changes happening. I know there's a lot of aged care facilities who, you know, are getting in trouble at the moment, but they're still there. They're still running and they're still running on absolutely bare minimum stuff, which is, you can't do that. They're not working in a retail store. these people are caring for family members, for mothers, for daughters, for fathers, for sons, you know, they deserve the best care that there is. I mean, you've lived your entire life in the world to, you know, have to go to this place and we don't have the resources to actually care for them. So I'm not sure how they're running I'm not sure why they're running and I'm not sure why things aren't changing, but things do need to change. And I do hope that we can all come together and we can all get on top of this together because it will be you and I one day in these facilities and our children, they won't be able to look after us. There comes a point when, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's and even Parkinson's, they all take over. And the one person at home caring for you, you will not have the ability to do that. And let me tell you now, we'll get into this later on in the series, but having an in-home nurse or an in-home carer, I mean, with the way the world's going, a lot of people will not be able to afford them. I mean, currently a lot of people cannot afford around-the-clock care at home. I do believe we need to do something about that as well. They're saying that they want to keep the elderly population out of aged care homes as long as they can and make the damn process easier. Then you have family members that will do anything to care for their loved ones at home, but they cannot live on $400 a week. That's including, you know, everything that they, we have mortgages, rent, you name it. It's their food alone at the moment. Jesus Christ, I could make a whole episode on the price of damn food but we're not going into that. Sorry. I just ranting. It is impossible at the moment for middle income or low income families to care for their loved ones at home because they're leaving their job for even less money to become a carer. And we need more carer support groups. Being a carer is not like it's, it's, it's not what a lot of people think it is, and I've had a lot of conversations with people who have said, you know, a okay, carer is just someone that sits at home with their parents or their grandparents all day, and, what, and it's not. No. A lot of the time, these people might not be able to dress themselves. They might not be able to cook. They can't, they can't do a lot of things for themselves except walk from A to B and share their stories. There is so much behind all of this that is not spoken about, and I'm I don't know why we don't talk about it more and I do want to get to the bottom of that. Maybe it's because we're afraid of something we don't understand because we still, from what I've read and what I've researched, do not truly understand how everyone is getting dementia. I mean, I have theories, but again, I'm not a scientist. I mean, I, I just don't think we're supposed to overload our minds with this much information all day, every day. It's just Not normal to do that. I think we're locking ourselves indoors on weekends and we're not going outside and just breathing fresh air and pushing our body, you know, not to the limits, like lifting weights and whatnot, but going on hikes and being with nature, kind of like hippie, but with work in it. It's, we're not helping ourselves at all. And dementia, Again, sorry, there are different types of dementia. I think I mentioned it earlier, and we will get into all of these throughout the coming weeks. Because um, I definitely want to educate myself more on this topic. I'm sure there are listeners out there that are going to say, like, oh, this was wrong, that was wrong. Please correct me where I'm wrong. I want to know as much as I can about this. I want to be able to help where I can. I studied um, age care. I did the, the written course as well as half of the practical. Um, this was just prior to COVID and then it came in that you had to do all these things to be able to work in the industry and I wasn't going to do that. So one thing I found, and I will say this, is when I did the practical they went around the room and said, you know, why do you want to work in aged care? And I had my personal reasons because of family experiences and stuff, but majority of the people within this course actually said it was a cheap course offered to them by the government and it was just a job. And I understand that everyone needs a job, but when you go into this line of work, we need people that care. We need people that give a shit and we need people that want to be there and they want to make a difference. Because if you just want a job, we can find you just a job. But I know when it's me and I know if it's, you know, another one of my family members or my parents going to one of these places, I want to know for damn sure that the people caring for the people I love, love them too. They love what they do. They want to help. It is not just a nine to five to them. Because I know when I was in my nine to five, I didn't give two shits. I did not care and I do not want anyone caring for any of my family members that do not want to be there. I think we need, they need longer courses. The fact that you can finish this course in like weeks and they give you the answers because they just want to push people into this industry, it's not right. I understand we need more people, but you're not going to have people staying if they're not passionate about it. They're going to leave. They're going to be very sloppy at their job and they're going to leave. Except their job is people. We don't need them being sloppy for people. It is just wild. I can go on about all the suggestions because what I learned doing that course was very, very crazy. I think it's way too easy for people to get a certificate within this, well, it's an industry. It's way too easy for people to get into it. I mean, you can fail and still go work within this industry which boggles my mind to the core because we are caring for other people. I can't imagine if it was a small child and you were given an in-home carer that, you know, did a course in a few weeks and was there just for the nine to five, like they didn't care about your small child, they just won their paycheck. If the roles were reversed and the ages were different, i Do not believe we would have this situation. And I do not believe we would have AINs, family members, everyone standing up saying enough is enough. And I do know that there are amazing, amazing people out there who are making a difference within the industry. And I cannot wait to talk to them. There are beautiful sides to this industry. There is a place currently in Sydney. It's like a dementia friendly part of town beach and they train their staff at the cafes and everything to talk slower and to wait for a response and don't ask too many questions. We need more of that, not only in the aged care industry, but we need that in every damn industry, and I think 100% in sales because I see so many door knockers going to the homes of people that they do not know, in air quotes, have – or are living with dementia. Um, So, I mean, things need to change and I could keep rambling on about this, but this is just the first episode Our next episode dropping next week. We do have a guest on who worked within the aged care industry for quite some time. Their reason for leaving will probably surprise you. Um, When I did have a chat with them again, I was overwhelmed at what they had to share with me and, It's heartbreaking. And, you know, when people leave this industry, a lot of the time they're heartbroken. They've been, you know, in a sense, just taken down. They love the people they are caring for, but they do not have the help from the higher ups, from the big guy at the top, the person making all the money. There's no help. And we just need, again, we need to do something about it. But, Thank you for listening to me ramble on in this episode. Um, I know it was a lot to listen to me reading off a script. It definitely doesn't feel as natural (laughs) as the last podcast, but uh, moving forward, it won't be happening like that. We have some interviews coming up and I am very excited for more people to tune in. And if you're listening to this, and you've got stories to share and you don't want to go on the podcast, that is fine. You're welcome to send them uh, anonymously to me and I'll change names, places, everything like that. I think the biggest thing for us right now is protecting everyone's privacy. So feel free to send anything anonymously, but um, tune in because we will be dropping another episode next week on Thursday. Usually it's about after 6 if I'm, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'd say after six. Yep. Um, <laughs> and we're just going to, we're going to dive into this and anything else that, you know, anyone wants to hear about, please let me know. I mean, I know there's a lot in the hospital when, uh, aged care individuals or patients, sorry, go from being in an aged care home and there's an emergency and they go to hospital. It's quite confusing and I know hospital staff deal with a lot as well. So, anyone that wants to talk about this, please reach out. Let me know. Otherwise, yeah, have a think about it. I think it's time we take a step back and find a way to relax our minds and give them a break every now and again. Because you'll be interested to know of our guest that's coming on next week. You know, the majority of the people who are living with dementia and what they did for a living. And, you know, there's a lot of patterns here and I'm excited to share those. So I look forward to everyone tuning in next week and I hope everyone takes care. And that's all for me tonight on the Just Regular Podcast. Thanks everyone. Bye.